Welcome to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast, and today's just going to be a quickie. Uh, we just finished up last night, and I would have talked about this probably last night, uh, but it, this draft took forever and didn't end until about midnight, and I wake up at 6 a.m. for work. But we just finished the CBS Memorial Magazine League draft salary draft last night, and uh, I took part in that league for the first time. The league mates that we have are R.J. White and Adam Azer, I don't think was there. We had Chris Towers, Garrett Atkins, Scott White, Chris Mitchell, Bidon from Razball, Nick Mimikos, Tim McLeod, Greg Lathrop, and Frank Stample. So we had the whole CBS crew pretty much there. I think Azer got replaced at the last minute with uh, Raymond Atherton. And so that was the league. And this was a salary league. So we had a salary draft, which uh, for you old schoolers was an auction style draft. And I ended up with, I really liked my team. I I guess I'll go through my team um, the way that I drafted them. If you want to listen to the podcast, CBS uh, Fantasy Baseball Today, they have a two-parter that they released. They did a YouTube live draft, and you can listen to that if you listen to the CBS uh, Fantasy Baseball Today podcast, which is great. But to get to my draft, which is what I'm going to talk about, rather than the entire draft in general, which you can listen to on that podcast, I'm going to start by going through the draft one by one. I didn't have big plan when I came into the draft. I did make notes, certain players I wanted to aim for, certain prices, and kind of what I wanted to do roughly, like a rough sketch of my draft and prices that I wanted to come in at. But I was pretty open and flexible. I didn't say, oh, I must get this guy, or oh, I must get that guy. I was looking for value, which is what you should do in a draft like this. So my top player, my most expensive player, and the first player I got was Mookie Betts. And, um, Actually, I didn't realize, I, I thought when I was drafting Mookie, I thought I would have him in second base eligibility too, but I, I didn't realize CBS doesn't have him because I, I play a lot of Yahoo leagues, and I think I've got him in Otnu as well in a league, and he's second base. But in CBS, he is not second base eligible. So I did realize that mistake a little too late after I drafted him, but that's okay. I'm still happy with where I got him in the price. Um, I came into the draft knowing that I kind of wanted to get either Acuna uh, or uh, J, J, uh, Jose Ramirez or Mookie Betts or um, someone with some speed and power for my most expensive player. That's kind of what I was looking for. So I ended up getting Mookie at 38, which is a pretty good price. That's about where he should have gone, I think. I think he was a couple dollars cheaper than Trout. He was a dollar more than Kyle Tucker, um, which is a good deal, I think, for Tucker then. And then he was definitely cheaper than Trey and Vlad and some of the other top guys. So I'm pretty happy Mookie Betts at 38 bucks. The next player I ended up getting was Bobby Witt at 16 I saw some of the shortstops coming off the board, and they were all going pretty expensive. And then when Witt got nominated, I didn't want to miss my chance. I was really hoping that I was going to get him at like 12 or 14 because someone stuck him out there, and I think I jumped it straight to 12 or straight to – 13 or no, I think it's jumped it straight to 12 and then someone battled me up to 16, but I was happy to get with there at 16 because I think that he's the type of guy because he's going to be starting the season 
going to put up $25 to $30 value this year. Uh, and 16 bucks for that, I'm, I'm down with that. Especially, this is Roto. This is a Roto League weekly. And so I'm going to need steals. So I was trying to get some of these steals out of the way from the beginning, which is why I was happy to get bets and wit. Because hopefully that's 20 steals a pop right there for each of them with also power. And then bets is also going to have good batting average. It is a batting average league. So I'm happy there to get bets and wit for my first two. Wit at 16, I think, is going to end up being a good value. If you look at some of the other shortstops, um, like Wander and some of these guys are going about 20. And I like wit better than Wander. Even though Wander is going to kill in batting average, it's going to bring steals to the table. It's going to bring more power. So I was happy to get with there. And he might get third base eligibility too, it looks like, um, in case someone gets hurt. And one of the things I did on my team is I got a ton of flexibility, which I love an elite like this because it's only a 30-team roster. I only have a seven-man bench. So um, it gives me a lot of flexibility to move guys around and when people get extra position eligibility, which would probably will get. <clears throat> the third player I got. And my second most expensive was Corbin Burns. He's my number one ranked pitcher. And I don't have him in any leagues yet this year. And I got him at 35 bucks. I got him cheaper than Garrett Cole. I got him, uh, I think, is pretty competitively priced, 35 I think I got him at a good price. I think he should have probably been closer to 40 But, hey, um, I think I saved some value here getting Corbin Burns for 35 bucks, Even though I was hoping to spend... Um, only about 30 to 32 on my ace. It was worth it for me to get Burns here at 35. Where I saved money was my next pick. I got Matt Olson for 25 bucks. Um, I was hoping to get a first baseman, either Olson, Alonzo, or Goldie for around the $25 range. And I think all three of them actually went for $25, funny enough, which is great value when you see what some of the other guys went for in this draft, some of the outfielders and stuff like that at the beginning. Like, 25 bucks for guys like that, that's a great steal. Like, I almost got Goldie and Olsen. I was close to getting both of them. I, I, I put a Goldie in at 24. I wasn't going to go to 26. But I put the, that $24 on Goldie, hoping to get both of them even, and just stick one in corner because that's how good the value was at first base in this draft. And um, I'm happy with Olsen here. Even though I do like Goldie better um, and I like Alonzo better, I'm happy to get Olsen here at 25. It's going to be interesting to see what he does in Atlanta. I like him a lot better in Atlanta than Oakland, that's for sure. And he's going to have some nice pieces in the lineup around him in a good hitter's ballpark, so I like that. My fifth player, interestingly, I tried to get some value in some of these next few picks, or these next few buys, was Dylan Floro. I saw closers were going for like a ridiculous amount of money, like 8 bucks and stuff. And then when I saw Floro at two, someone put him out there for two, I just added a buck on it. I was like, let me see if I can get one of these late closers for cheap since all these other closers are going so expensive. And I got Floro at three, which ended up being a great value in the end. Um, and you'll see also that I ended up pairing him later in the draft with Bender so that I have the handcuff of the Miami uh, closer situation locked in. My next pick was another closer. I ended up getting Emmanuel Classe at 16. Um, like I said, some of these relievers went like Hendricks and, and, uh, Hader went super high and I think Diaz got up there and, um, who else? Some of these guys got up there a bit and Klaase is my number three ranked reliever. And even like the mid tier guys like Bednar, I think it was like 12 or 14 bucks. So Klaase at 16 when a guy like Bednar goes for like 12 or 14 bucks is steal. I'll take that. So I've got my duo of relievers with Klaase and then Floro slash Bender 
Uh, so I should be pretty set for saves. I end up getting another guy, too, who may be a reliever and may be a starter. I'll get into him later. Next guy I threw out there is Carson Kelly. I got Kelly for two bucks. Um, I, I, I had this idea that let me just get one of these later round, like, number two type catchers for a couple bucks now so I don't have to worry about it at the end when people are bidding five bucks or whatever for a catcher. I don't want to pay that much for a catcher. So I threw Kelly out there for two bucks and got him. I'm happy with that because I like Kelly. Uh, I think he's a solid catcher. So I was pretty happy to get him there. Next guy I got was Jorge Polanco. I need a second baseman. And uh, second base was flying at this time. There are a couple more expensive guys there that I knew I couldn't afford. So I threw Polanco out there at 15 and got him at 15. Nobody bid on it. And uh, I was happy to do that because... Uh, my plan was, let me throw, like, Polanco. I think I threw Ketel Marte out there before Polanco, like the t- my nomination time before that, and someone brought him up much higher. Uh, but my plan was to get one of these second basemen and just throw him out there at, like, fit, at, like around 15 to 18 and, and get a couple of the, and get at least one of those guys. And I just did it a couple times until I got one because um, I had a tier of, like, five guys. I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with any of these guys in this price range. And I kind of had the next strategy for my next starter. I had like five starters that I had tiered as like a number two starter for me. And I wanted them all between the like 18 to twenty dollars $16, 18 $20 range. And I'm getting Freed, who I think is my number nine starter in my rankings. And I got him for 20 bucks, So I'm pretty happy with that, that I have two top 10 starters in my rankings for $55. That's pretty solid. The next guy I got, uh, I was looking at either getting Arenado or Bregman. I wanted one of those two third basemen, and I threw Arenado out there at 14, and then I got him at 14, and then everyone's like, oh, I wanted to put a dollar on Arenado, so then it went back, and then someone put 15 on him, and then I got him for 16, which I think still think is great value for Arenado. I think after a year of being in St. Louis, he's going to you know, be more adapted or whatever for next year. The St. Louis lineup was really grooving at the end of the year. So I think Arenado is going to probably put up closer to like, I don't think he's going to get back to where he was, but I think he can put up $25 value. Um, so I was happy to get Arenado there. My next guy was an awesome value. I got Mitch Hanniger at 10 bucks. Uh, Hanniger is in great shape in the spring. As long as he stays healthy, like last year, he should be a beast. The Mariners are an up-and-coming team. He's going to be right in the middle of it. I really like Mitch Hanniger this year, and I was happy to get him for $10. Um, the next guy I also really like, he's super underrated, Brandon Belt. Uh, I threw him out there for three bucks and got him for three bucks. Uh, was, I, I, most of these guys are guys that I nominated myself. So yeah, I threw Belt out there for three bucks, got him for three bucks. Um, the next one is Jack Flaherty. Uh, someone threw him out, and I think they threw him out for for three or something, and then I put four on him. And then someone bid me up at the last second at five. And I was like, well, I can't let Flaherty go for five because there's a chance that he only misses about a month of playing time. And then you can get a top 20 pitcher, top 20, 25 pitcher for six bucks for the majority of the year. So I threw it on there. Um, I got a little flack. The guys were like, oh, I would, you know, I don't know if I'd pay that for Flaherty, but like, I don't think he's going to be out that long. And the Cardinals seem to think that it's not that big of an issue. Otherwise, they would trade for a starter unless they're just being super cheap. So as a Cardinals fan, I'm hoping that the front office aren't morons and aren't going to waste Wainwright and Molina's last year. And they actually mean it that Flaherty's going to be back. 
relatively quickly. So I think that's a steal for Flaherty there, who is like my number five starter. So six bucks for Flaherty. Uh, I could have a really sick uh, rotation with Flaherty, Freed. And Flaherty and Freed were high school teammates too. That's kind of funny. Flaherty, Freed, and Burns. And then you'll see I have a couple other guys too that I actually like better than Flaherty that I get next. Um, next guy was Shane McClanahan. Someone threw him out there, and I bit him up straight to 16 and got him. I didn't want to mess around. I knew I, after I missed Manoa because uh, Manoa went out there, and someone got him for 13. I was really close to pressing, pressing that button to get him for 14, and uh, I didn't do it, and I should have done it, and I regretted it. So when I saw McClanahan go out there, because I had both these guys at like 16 to $18 players. So when I saw McClanahan go out there, I just put 16, boom, and I would have gone to 18 for him, um, but I was happy to get him when I jumped him up. Uh, my next guy, who I was hoping to get for like $1 later in the draft, but somebody threw Hostion Kim out for $2, who is Tatis' replacement at shortstop. This guy has so much position eligibility. I wanted a couple guys like this on my team, and so I saw someone throw him out for 2 I added 3 and got him. And then like the very next pick, someone threw out Luis Arias for a dollar. It's like, whoa, a dollar, and it almost went. And I was like, oh, a dollar for Arias? Okay, so I added a second dollar and got Luis Arias for $2. So I got two super position flexible players and Haseon Kim and Luis Arias for $5 total. These guys both play second, third, short, which also means they can be corners, middles, DH. So um, I'm pretty happy to have both of those guys that I can move around in case someone gets hurt at any time. So I'm covering my bases here with those guys. And then I ended up getting Joe Adele for 4 bucks. Uh, someone threw him out, I think, for 3 and I added 4 And I was really surprised. I thought he was going to go up to like $10 or something uh, based on how this draft was going. And I just got Adele, especially like the way that the CBS guys on Fantasy Baseball today t- talk up Adele. Like I could not believe to get him for $4. So I'm down for that because I think he's 30-10 potential. Probably go like, like 25-8 with like a crappy batting average, like 250 batting average, but I think he's going to get up a, a bunch of counting stats, and uh, we'll see. Maybe he does break out this year and gets that 30-10. My next guy is Trevor Rogers, who, like I said, I missed out on uh, Manoa, and then I was had basically two more guys that I wanted. I had either Trevor Rogers or Joe Musgrove, and Musgrove went super expensive, like 20-something. So uh, Rogers, I ended up getting for 15. Love the price. So that gives me a rotation now at this point of Corbin Burns and Max Freed and McClanahan and Trevor Rogers with Jack Flaherty is a fifth coming back later in the month. Love that rotation. Next guy is uh, Chris Taylor. I had a little money and like I love, like I said, I want some position flexibility. And Chris Taylor just sitting around. I threw him out there for four bucks and got him. Uh, outfield, shortstop, second base. I love the position flexibility my team has. If someone gets hurt, they're covered. Like, I'm not to dig on the waiver wire. Like, I'm pretty covered for any injuries. My next catcher, I just threw Yachty out there for a dollar. I tried to get Sean Murphy, and then Scott drafted him, or accidentally uh, made him high. He, he bid on him. I threw uh, Sean Murphy out for two bucks, and then Scott put three on him thinking he was Sean Manoa, <laughs> or, or uh, Sean Manaya, and then uh, he accidentally got him. And then, so the next guy, when it came back around to me, I threw out Yachty for a buck and got Yachty. I was just trying to fill in some of these, like, back spots before it got too crowded there so I could spend my money on the guys that I wanted later when they were available. So that's what I was doing when I was getting nominated. Instead of just throwing out trash, 
I started throwing out guys that I actually wanted for low prices, like further down the line from where people were thinking. Most people were thinking, oh, I want the high guy now, or I want my guy now, I want my guy now. And they're just waiting, waiting, waiting. Where I'm trying to get the guys that I want on the lower end now so that I can get the guys that I want on the higher end later after these guys have already spent all their money. That was my strategy anyway. And I think it worked because I really love my team. Um, next guy I got, and like talk about my rotation, man. Add these two guys to those five I just talked about. I got Logan Gilbert for seven bucks and John Means for two bucks are my next two guys. Love that. And my whole roster is filled out at this point. I loved all, all these guys. And then all I needed was an outfielder. So basically, I just threw out a ton of outfielders for a buck until I got one. And I got Dylan Carlson for a dollar, um, which I'm down for. Uh, I went to a spring game on Sunday and saw Carlson just destroy a ball. So uh, hopefully Carlson is in for a really good second full season with the Cardinals. Um, after that, we went to the reserves draft, and I ended up getting a bunch of guys I really like. I The first few guys were guys I got that I think I need for position depth, and then after I got that depth, I went for a few top-end prospects, which I can always drop if I need to. So uh, I ended up picking Tristan McKenzie first, who's going to fill in for Jack Flaherty until Flaherty's back. I like McKenzie still. Might get injured later in the year because he's very skinny. Uh, <laughs> I guess if my mind says if you're skinny, you, you're more likely to get hurt. I don't know. Um, the next guy I got was Garrett Whitlock, who could be the closer for the Red Sox or could be in the rotation or might just be a setup guy. We'll see. So if Whitlock is a rot- in the rotation or the closer, then he's valuable. If he's neither, then I'm probably going to end up dropping him. So uh, there's Whitlock. Uh, next, I got Michael Brantley in the outfield, which I love the batting average help and the counting stats. He's going to runs RBI. He's going to put up 15 homers or whatever, and then he's going to give over 300 batting average. So that's going to help uh, any drag that I have on some of these batting average guys. And if I do drop someone, I'm going to probably just get some, one of these power sellout guys to tag team with Brantley. Um, next, I end up getting Anthony Bender, who I talked about earlier, to team up with Floro so that if Floro doesn't close and it's Bender, then I've got the other side. So I handcuffed the Miami bullpen here. After that, I grabbed Matt Brash. I probably would have picked him last, except that Scott was talking about him during the draft and how he has the best slider in baseball. And, like, I, I didn't – I was like, oh, someone's going to think of that. So let me grab Brash. So I grabbed Brash, who looks like he might be in line for the fifth starter spot right now for the Mariners, which is a lot of fun. Um, after that, I grabbed MJ Melendez as uh, my third catcher so that basically if Melendez ends up playing a lot, I can go ahead and – move him in for Yachty because he's going to be a better probably per plate appearance than Yachty. And I can put Melendez in there because they're talking about Melendez playing third. They're talking about Melendez playing DH. So we'll see what happens with Melendez. But um, I like that power. And we'll see if uh, – so I got basically – I've got Yachty and Kelly at catcher who are both big plate appearance guys, which is all I care about for catcher. They're going to put up reps. They're going to get counting stats, so they're not going to hurt me. They're both going to hit for a decent average, like 250, 260. Yachty even hits 270, 280 sometimes. So um, I got those two guys. And then I've got Melendez here as so like a backup if I want to go like high upside. And then I have my last pick was Ronzi Contreras, who we'll see if he starts in the Pirates rotation. Um, but Brash and Contreras, I'm just kind of throwing some darts on some young starters that I really like. And um, that's the team. So basically my roster ended up being – like I said, my catchers are Molina and Kelly for one and two dollars. Uh, one dollar for Molina, two for Kelly, and then Melendez is my backup who I got in the reserves draft. I got Matt Olson for twenty-five bucks at first base. I have a very balanced offense, 
I got Jorge Polanco for $16 at second base. I have Bobby Witt for $16 at shortstop. I have Chris Taylor as my middle infielder for $4. Luis Arias is my backup middle infielder and my DH right now for $2. I've got Nolan Arenado for $16 at third. Brandon Belt for $3 at corner. I have Haseon Kim for $3, my super sub. He can play all over the place wherever I need him. In the outfield, I got Mookie Betts for $38. Bucks, Mitch Hanniger for 10 Joey Dell for 4 Dylan Carlson for 1 and Michael Brantley in the reserves. That's my outfield. Now, to the rotation, I have Cor- Corbin Burns for 35 Max Fried for $20. Shane McClanahan for $16. Trevor Rogers for $15. Jack Flaherty for $6. Logan Gilbert for $7. John Means for $2. Flaherty's going to end up going to the IL which that's going to bump Tristan McKenzie up into the rotation for me to start the year, uh, who I got in the reserves. And I've got Brash and Contreras also as reserves for starters for when they come up, if they come up. Um, and then probably when I put Flaherty on the IL, I'll just grab, like some, like I said, like a power-hitting guy that I can tag in with Arias at DH. And um, my relievers, I've got Classe for 16 bucks, Floro for 3 Bender to handcuff him, and then I've got Whitlock to see if Whitlock ends up being a starter or a reliever. Hopefully it provides value. If not, I'll drop them and add somebody else. That's what their reserves are for. So I really love my team. After the draft last night, I kind of looked at every, all the other teams to see uh, what I liked. And um, as is almost always the case with me, I thought my team was the best at the end of the draft. Um, I did get a lot of compliments during the draft. You'll hear, like, if you listen to the CBS draft, they don't always necessarily mention my name specifically. But when I draft a lot of these guys, I get, I'm get i getting compliments. Like Polanco, they complimented. I think they complimented Olsen. Um, Arenado, I'm pretty sure they complimented uh, some of these other buys. I think they uh, maybe Burns and Hanager, I know they complimented. Adele. So, like they mentioned, like a lot of these guys I grabbed were got, were, you know, I got them for good prices. So, uh, I'm really happy with my draft. And. That's how you do a salary draft, basically. Like, and Frank showed it even on Twitter the other day, and Ariel commented on it. But basically, what you want to do is you want to make a list of guys that you like and price range it. Just say, okay, here's five guys I like at this position, and I want to shoot somewhere in this tier of of how much money they're going to be. So basically, just pick a tier, write your guys down for each position. Like, even for like outfield three, outfield four, or starting pitcher four, starting pitcher five. Pick a tier. Pick your guys that you like in that tier. Give them a price range and then try to hit it. That's all you try to do. Cross them off if you don't get the value on them. If someone bids them way too high and you don't get your guy, then cross them off and go to the next guy in the tier. That's how I do it anyway. And it worked out really well for me. Just be flexible when you come to the draft. Like, look for your values. Don't be afraid to, to like, get your guy. Or, like, even, like, if you see good value, just go after it. Don't don't forget, like, I like Goldie more than Olsen. And because I saw Olsen at 25, and I said, oh, I want Goldie, so I'm not going to bid for Olsen. I didn't say that. I just put Olsen in at 25. I got Olsen. Like, I can always trade. If I wanted to flip Olsen for Goldie, someone will probably do that because uh, most people, the consensus usually likes Olsen more than Goldie. So, um, you know, like, that's how you do these drafts. So hopefully this will give some of you guys who are preparing for salary drafts this week or have salary drafts this weekend a little insight into how to train for draft um, values that you can get. Like, I like I, I fall under with starting pitching the Nick Pollock school of thought where you want four really strong, strong starters that you're going to keep all year and you're not going to drop one. So like, that's why I want God Burns, Freed, McClanahan, Rogers, 
And then I've got some really good starting pitcher behind that even. But, like, those were my four studs. Like, I like to go seven starters, two relievers, but I'd like to have a third reliever just in case uh, something happens. Um, so kind of like I, I like to keep a lot of starters on my bench too so I can play two-star weeks and matchups, whereas, like, usually I only keep a couple, like, flex guys on the bench, which is why I really wanted the position eligibility. Because if someone get, I don't have to keep a second baseman, a third baseman, all, all these different positions on my bench, and only have six or seven starters then. Like, now, because I got this position eligibility, the only guy that's – I have two guys wasting away on my bench. I've got Haseon Kim and MJ Melendez. That's it. Kim can play every single position but outfield and catcher. And I've got Melendez for catcher. And then Melendez, the only reason I got three catchers, is like most people will never have three catchers in a 30-person league, like a 30 – like a roster where you only get 30 guys. But I got three catchers because I really love MJ Melendez's upside, and he's going to outperform a $0 pick if he plays. So either he doesn't play and I drop him or he does play and he's starting and killing it. And then I can put actually like a really good catcher in instead of the cheap guys that I grabbed in Molina and Kelly. So I spent like no money in catcher, but I still have a lot of upside because I have Melendez. That's why I love that. And then the rest of my offense here, my infield, I've got 25 at first, 16 at second, 16 at short and 16 at third. Like I spread the money around. I didn't, go like complete stars and scrubs. Yeah, I spent some money on some stars. Like I got bets. I got Corbin Burns. And, you know, I spent more than $30 on two players. But I spread my money around pretty good. And that's what you want to do. And, like, I really also like the starting pitching that's, like, in the range of, I guess, 18 to 30 or something. Like, I really like a lot of those guys. Like McClanahan, Manoa, Musgrove, Rogers. Like these, this is my tier. These are the guys I want to get. So um, I'm down to get two or three of those guys for like 15 to 20 free. Freed even I have as a top 10 starter. I got him for 20 bucks because people are, I'm higher up on Freed than other people are. So um, I really love my starting pitching here. And then my outfield, like I like to spend in the infield and then wait on the outfield. Like outfield is so deep. Like I want to get like one outfield stud and the rest of the outfielders. I just want to go for some of that depth. Like, it's outfield is just super deep. I got Michael Brantley in the reserves. This guy hits over 300 every year and puts up 80 runs, 80 RBI every single year with 15 homers. Like, that's solid. And he's going to hit first or, I guess, second for the Astros. That's a really good lineup. Um, so, you know, like, don't spend all your money in the outfield. A lot of people just spend all their big money in this outfield and then have a crappy infield. It's like, let me get the, out, the infield. And then there's just so much depth in outfield. Even, like, right now. If I wanted to fab some guys in the outfield, there are so many guys in the outfield that I like that I could go after. So that's my strategy. That's what you know, like that's how I've been doing my drafts. And I love all my teams that I've had. Like I think my team's the best in TGFBI. I think this team's the best. I think my DC teams are my best. I think my dynasty team, like I had a dynasty draft last weekend, and I didn't have a pick until the fourth round. Because what I did is I traded all my picks for super keepers. So I've got all these stud keepers. And then uh, what I did was I ended up getting in the fourth round. I got Bregman in the fourth and Joe Musgrove in the fourth. And then in the fifth round, I got uh, Kyle Schwarber. And this is an OPS league, too. So, like, Schwarber's batting average won't hurt me. And I got Seiya Suzuki. You know, I filled out, filled out my roster really nice with really good values, I think, around super keepers. So these are the strategies that I like. Um, I'm here to help you out. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Fantasy Aceball. Hopefully, this podcast 
you know, it's short and sweet. I try to keep a short and sweet one for you that I'm going to release like right away. Um, it should be released on Wednesday for tomorrow for your drive home from work or whatever. Uh, but hopefully this helps anybody out who's drafting this week, especially in salary drafts with trying to figure out a strategy, how you should go about a salary draft. Um, check out my team. Is This is a public league and it's also on uh, CBS's podcast. I think it's posted on their website. So check out my team. Let me know how what you think of it. Um, after you listen to this too, let me know. F- follow up with me. Uh, please rate my podcast if you like it. Please subscribe to the podcast if you like it. Please follow me on Twitter if you like my information. Feel free to ask me questions. I'm always down to help out. Uh, ask me anything. Dynasty questions, keeper questions. I love Dynasty Keeper Leagues. I'm in a ton of them. I commission a ton of them. Um, ask me about trades. So, uh, like, I have value systems. You know, I have my F-score rankings. So it's very easy for me to value trades. So ask me about trades. I'll help you out. Or check out my stuff also on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. You can see my values actually. Um, they're not, they haven't been updated with, with after some of these trades, but check out my friends with fantasy benefits. You can see all my F scores, which are skill based rankings and, uh, follow me on Twitter at fantasy baseball. Shout me out, uh, get me out there. If you like my stuff, I really appreciate it. Um, I've said it before. I'm not here for money. I'm here to help out. And, uh, I, I'm trying to increase my platform, increase my followers. I need some respect. I'm here for the respect. I want people to respect the F scores. That's why I called out Ariel for TGFBI and why I'm versus Ariel and ATC. It's F scores versus ATC. So I'm here for the props. So prop me up, yo. Uh, thanks, guys and gals for listening. Until next time.